Welcome to a live preaching message from Lighthouse Chapel International Manhattan, New York. Lighthouse Chapel International Manhattan is the Apache branch of the Lighthouse Chapel International Churches in the United States of America, where the Word of God is imparted clearly, practically, and comprehensively for present-day living. Our aim is to provide a solid foundation of Bible-based instruction to our church members to equip them to preach and teach the gospel wherever they might be. Join us for a life-changing experience as you listen to this message.
for loving me first And also for choosing me first I want to love you back as hard as I can Cause you love me first And I want to be just like Jesus He who loved the Father so I know that eyes have not seen and ears have not heard the things that God has prepared for those that love Him. And that is why I want to love you more. So take my life and let it be consecrated in thee all my days I give to thee to love you Lord is the great command Lord I want to love you more fall in love with you so deeply but show me how to love you more I don't want to serve away Getting closer to you, and I will keep loving you until the end. One day I'll be called a friend of God. So take my life and let it be consecrated, Lord, to thee. All my days I give to thee To love you, Lord, is the great command Lord, I want to love you more Fall in love with you so deep Lord, show me how to love you more I don't want to serve without love Show me how to love you more I don't want to serve without loving you Provide offerings. Um, Heavenly Father, thank you for these offerings. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Wow. May the Lord help us tonight. <laughs> amen. As, as you can see, I, I, I'm, I'm borrowing a book. <laughs> See, in Lighthouse, we always have to be ready in season and out of season. Amen. 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 Uh, yeah. So we will thank the Lord. Amen. Thank the Lord. Our Father would have loved to be here with us tonight, but he couldn't be here. But he said, share a word with them. And he has given me instruction as to what to share with you. Amen. 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 See, it's good to have a father. Because a father provide guidance 
a father I mean, I'll go through that, but just, just bear with me as, as I find my way. Amen. Yes. But I'll say, <laughs> yes. So let me see if I have something here that I can, because I'm looking for a book, but the book is not moving. Yeah. See, I had to even borrow my wife's iPad. Yeah. But, but let, let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you tonight. We pray that your wisdom and your power will fill this place. Let not the enticing words of men replace your word tonight, but rather let your spirit speak through your people, Lord. The word that you use me to show for your people, Lord, let them be blessed. Let them be blessed. Let them be blessed. Let them not see the words that I'm sharing with them as my own wisdom, but rather your spirit is speaking through me, O Lord. We thank you. We thank you for this opportunity. In the name of your son, Jesus Christ, amen. Amen. Wow. So the Father wants, he wants me to share with you, and it's, it's important, important to be given instructions and, and follow the instructions, amen. You see, in life, people who are likely to do well are those who have a sense of being able to follow instructions and directions. People who most like, see, you notice that people who always get lost when they're going somewhere are people who don't follow, who don't like, who don't like the I mean, authority upon their lives. Yeah, because even in a car with your wife, you know that you are making the wrong turn. He said, it's the next turn. He said, I know, I know, I know, I know. The next thing you know, that, the next thing you know is that you, 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 you are at an exit seven of the turn pack, which is about 13 miles in between each, each, each exit. Yeah. But, but instruction, being able to follow directions is very important in life. Amen. And... And also being able to, see, now that we are part of the, the QFC, the Kodesh Family Churches, it's important that our lifestyle and the way that we have behaved in the past change. Amen. Amen. Because otherwise you begin to realize that the blessings that are in the house of the Kodesh, which I, I, I regret, regrettably regret that I did not tape the, the definition and the spiritual guidance that the, Jewish, the old Jewish one was given us. And after he had left, I actually wanted to chase him, but I didn't have the, the bravado. Because <laughs> he had spoken to me and not Yannick was, I forgot his name. And you remember the guy, Naida, that was helping Yurik? Yes. And then Abeku came, Abeku came, and then he left. I was like, okay. You know, he was like, uh, Pastor David, are you done? I was like, we're not done. Okay, then I'm leaving. I was like, hey. <laughs> but what did he realize that he missed? There was a reason why he was there. 
Because when we still put it up, Kodesh. Do you know what Kodesh means? So he asked me, tell, tell me what it means. I said, no, 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 you tell me what it means. <laughs> Amen. So there is a great blessing in the Kodesh. Amen. And one of the pillars of Kodesh is loyalty and disloyalty. Amen. Amen. And those are the cardinal principles in this house. Amen. Amen. And you see, you can look at loyalty and disloyalty as, oh, teaching us to be loyal to a man. But if it can be loyal to a man, you're most likely to be loyal to Christ. Amen. 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 And it's very, very important that we understand the importance of loyalty and disloyalty. Because one of the things that we have to, you see, loyalty and disloyalty, what I'm going to share with you is leaders and, leaders and disloyalty, the common reasons of disloyalty. I mean, I'll say five of them, but we'll see what we, the Lord will do. Amen. But I think before we start, I mean, I think we need to define what is disloyalty, right? The dictionary tells us the quality of being disloyal, a lack of loyalty, and faithfulness. And the, the thesaurus tells us the now unfaithfulness, bad faith, betrayal of trust. Breach of trust, breaking of faith, deceitfulness, disaffection, double dealing, faithlessness, falseness, and falsity. Amen. See, your gift will get you the interview, your gift will also get you the offering letter. Your gift will give you the desk. Your gift perhaps will even give you a corner office. But in maintaining the desk, the corner office, or the offer letter, it's through your character is what will sustain you to stay there. Amen. Amen. See, the Bible said, a man's gift maketh a way for him. See, your gift will make a way for you. That's what scripture says that, that it's not just a gift. It's a time and chance happening to all. Time and chance happening to all. Time and chance happening to all. So, but one of the most cardinal signs of a person who's loyal is that their character is in line. That they, their yes are yea. When they say that, Sister Siobhan, Shall I my sweetheart? You are my penny lover. When I see you uh, in class, I couldn't focus on, on, uh, on math. There's the reason why I ended up not, I mean, going to engineering and I'm, I'm, a, I'm, I'm a psychology or a psychologist or, as, I mean, I, I ended up with psychologists that I just couldn't. 
focus when you were both in, in math class. She said all this to this sister. No. Now I'll go back to and then she's she's done everything for you. Fried the fish. The, the beeflets made um, the curry goat and the jerk chicken made the aki and fish right even made the fried dumplings <laughs> yeah and now you are going to say that huh my, my mother my sweet mother said that I need to finish graduate school. That I need to be settled. You see, all these things are characters that even though you may be using it, see, Psalm 15 tells us, I think it was verse 4, verse 3, that he that swears with his own hurt changes not. He changes not. Amen. Wow. See, your character is very important to God. Amen. Let's look at 1 Samuel chapter 16, verse 7. But the Lord said unto Samuel, Look not on his countenance or on the height of his stature, because I have refused him. For the Lord seeth not as men seeth, for men looketh on the outward appearance, but the Lord looketh on the heart. Amen. See, your heart is important. That's what the Bible says, out of the abundance heart, the mouth speaketh. So don't believe people when they say, oh, I'm joking. Oh, I meant to say it that way. I don't take that as an excuse. I don't take that as an alibi. Because, I, I mean, I will tell you, when I say something to you, it's what I mean. Yes. Like some people sitting right in front of me. Yeah, it's, it's really what I mean. What I literally mean. Amen. So, and Genesis 18, 19 tells us that, For I know him, this is talking about Abraham, For I know him that he will command his children and his household after, after him, and they shall keep the ways of the Lord to do justice and judgment, that the Lord may bring upon Abraham that which he has spoken of him. Amen. You see, when you, when your character is known by God, your character is so important. See, the Lord did not choose, there's a shaman or, or Abin, Eliab, the, the generals, the, the HR McMaster type. Take no nonsense type of you know, army general or, or we may call it a, a marine. Like when we were in school, a bunch of my friends, after we finished, they went to join the Marines. I mean, when they come back to school, their guns and, uh, I mean, some became like, you know, I mean, sharpshooters that they can take you at whatever, how many feet away with one shot. Hey. It's like, yeah, we are trained, you know, sharpshooters. I, I mean, special forces, we can just take you at one, and you are gone. See, the Lord was not looking at that. He was not looking at it, but he saw in the one that who has been faithful. 
the one who has to be faithful, the one whose character, he, he knew that David would not change. And we learn even in the later years of David, it says, is there someone in the house of Jonathan that I may do something good unto? That, you see, the heart of David, the Lord knew. He said, so he, he, he knew, he predestined. He, said, he knows he knows why he, chose, he chooses certain people. Because he knows that this thing that I need someone to do, this person is not going to change. Amen. You see, one of the things that even in marriage, marriages that are successful is not because of money, but it's because of he that swears unto his own hurts and changes not. And he that, whether the man becomes what he was envisioned to be in school or not, whether he still have hair at 42 or he's bored like me, she still finds him attractive. Amen. Amen. And I'll tell you a story. A very good friend of mine who I used to work with two decades ago and he, he lives in D.C. and he has always, I mean, even when we were even in school, we went to school, he went to school in the South, but he, see, there are certain people that you have to admire them because even when we were working, young men, you know, we were all young in this, you know, in our early 20s, he was always so gun ho about marrying the woman that he, he had chosen to be with. And they got married, and they are still married by the grace of God. And very beautiful young lady, but she changed. Not in character. She changed that, some, I mean, something happened. A woman probably was smaller than me. Now it's maybe four times as me. But, but this my friend. Every time I see comments on Facebook and stuff, you know what he says? It's like he will write certain things about his wife. My beautiful and awesome wife. My life's partner. We are in Bermuda. And we are enjoying the beach and the sun. How many minutes? Scripture says that a faithful man who can find. He's a Christian. He's in church. But even in church, you find someone, hey, Charlie, I didn't bargain for this. As for me, I was looking for size two. And now you have become size 13. 16. Oh, okay. I don't know the sizes. Oh, I don't know. But yeah. Yes. And what I'm trying to share with us is that this young man, even the changes of life, when life happens, he has maintained his faithfulness. He has maintained his loyalty. Yeah, because most men will say, hey, Charlie, hmm. All of you saw that movie, Why Did I Get Married Part 2? Right? What? He left because he looked at her and he saw the Coca-Cola shape and the others.
Amen. See, 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 loyalty and faithfulness, they're, they're in line. See, this loyalty is basically unfaithfulness. And I'm not saying unfaithfulness in the fact that, oh, your spouse have done that. I mean, you know what I mean. You're adults, right? Not that. See, you can be unfaithful in your heart. You can be unfaithful in your love towards your spouse. Amen. Amen. Yeah, you can, you can even be unfaithful in your heart towards your spouse. That even in your heart, like even, you know how it works, even like, I'm giving, I'm giving real life examples where like 401ks and all the retirement things, you're supposed to put your spouse on it. Otherwise, you won't be able to take it out. But let's say your spouse is not on it. But your spouse will never know. But the thing is that they can also take the money out without your spouse signing it. They can also take your name off without your spouse signing again or notarizing. Because of, because of the fact that it's so invisible to your spouse, he or she may never see it. See, even those things can even be unfaithful, unfaithfulness. So I put my children on it. Your children. Hey, you forgot that Apostle Joel Reverend say blessed you and gave you a wine to drink, the two shall be one. Amen. Amen. See, how many of us know someone who's unfaithful or, or, has, or was, was unfaithful? How many of us? I mean, how many of us? Yes. Yeah. And let's all close our eyes and find out how many of us have been unfaithful. Yes, all, I'm, we're all closing our eyes. We're all closing our eyes. I'm closing my eyes. How many of us have been unfaithful? Yeah, see, no one, none of you raised your hands. Hey, we're in church, Unfaithful in anything. Yes. Yeah, unfaithful in many things. You see, for example, somebody is prone to any like a certain disease or whatever it may be because of the fact that their behavior have lent them to that. Right? Let's say a person your your eating habits can lead you to getting become a diabetic or lack of activities right because of the fact that it can be as this big but because of the way you, you eat the way lack of activity in your life that you can easily become diabetic but I pray that not, none here will be amen. amen amen but see I want to talk to you about the common causes and it's very very important of disloyalty or unfaithfulness. Like someone who is, who have an, an, an erratic personality. Yes, an erratic personality. 
that person is so unstable in his or her ways that it's difficult to build anything with that person. Like case in point, like tonight, most people are not here. Not because, I mean, there's Hurricane Sandy, you know, <laughs> had, had hit the town. Because most people are not here because everyone thought that Reverend was going to be at City College. Right? But, see, Scripture, he who swerves to his own hurts. See, loyalty is something that is so important to the point where it's not just to say, okay, I'm loyal to the head. But when the head is not there, the head asks someone else, let's say, you have to do something. Because of the fact that it's Yao. Oh, I'm not coming to class. I'm not coming to shepherd's meeting today. Because Yao is there. But what you don't realize is that you are disloyal. Like even today, I got text messages. I can't make it to church. I can't make it to the church. But all the Reverend was going to be preaching powerfully in City College. So, see, but that tells you the, our state. But they don't realize that David says, and someone to him that, so I was glad when they said, let us go into the house of the Lord. And I can tell you, I think it was about a month ago or less than that. If I had did, see, I, no, matter how, no matter how I was feeling at work, I wanted to be at church. And I'm glad I came to church. Like Reverend said, if you didn't come, I don't know what would have happened to you. So as for me, no matter how tired I am, no matter how, the, how long the journey is, how lonely it is to drive 178, I desire to be in his house. Amen. Amen. See, what I want to talk about is that an erratic person cannot stay on one course. An erratic person, see, they change their mind so frequently. A little resistance. See, in life, there are resistance. There are resistance. Haven't you heard the scripture that says that afflictions are what? I want you guys to help me to finish that scripture. Many are the afflictions of the righteous. Them out of them all. See, life, if you are someone I'm pushing against you. Who cannot push against this resistance? You will not do well. Even the resistance of wanting to sleep in the morning. As for this morning, I really, I would have sent my manager an email that I'm working from home today. But I knew I had to be in the office. I knew I had to be there. But I really, but I was thinking, you know what? He asked for this long commute, this two and a half hours, each way. But I knew I had to be in office. I was just, but I had to resist the temptation of saying that, you know what? I'll just stay home and I'll work from home. I'll work long hours anyway. 
and he knows that. But I needed to be, even though he was not going to be in the office. Even though I knew that he was not going to be in the office. But I swore to my own hurt, hurt that, I'm, that I'm going to go. Amen. Amen. See, don't interact with them that are given to change. Proverbs 24, verse 21. My son, fear thou the Lord and the king, and meddle not with them that are given to change. Meddle not with them that are given to change. See, how can you build something with someone who's given to change? You agree on this, and he or she goes, talks to a friend, and says, hey, have you thought about this? And now the whole thing has changed. The whole thing has changed. You and your husband have decided something. And you go and talk to that unfaithful friend who wishes that she has your husband to begin with. All of a sudden you come home and then now all of a sudden it's like, your, your husband or your wife is your arch rival. It's like the Adlai Stevenson purple rain against the Clintons. The Clinton High School in the Bronx. Now I'm just using that as a window that in my, even in my high school days, I mean, still have the same arch rival from the beginning of Adlai Stevenson 1972 when they opened that school. The, the Purple Rain or Stevenson Ambassadors go to the PSL, PSL championship or not, depending on whether they beat Clinton High School or Clinton beat Adlai Stevenson. So it became like the arch rival. It's like the New York Giants and uh, the, is it the Patriots? Yeah. It's like you, you have become the arch rivals because of the fact that you changeth. So it says, my son, fear thou the Lord and, and the king, and meddle not with them that are given to change. It's very difficult to deal with someone who's given to change. It's very, very difficult. Individuals like that are very, very, very difficult. Because you will not make any progress in life of them. You will not make any progress in life of them. You will not make any progress with them because when a person is given to change, you cannot move forward. You will not be able to move forward. Yeah, it's like marriage. See, loyalty and disloyalty, I believe, is so important for for institution of marriage. And in marriages where there's loyalty and faithfulness, there is, there's joy, there's peace, there's progress. So because the Bible tells us if two shall agree on earth. You finish the sentence. Huh? If they shall agree on earth. Yes, it shall be done. 
but two of you, you can't agree. Because there's, there's the self and the selfishness aspect that I. See, when you start hearing your spouse says, I want this, I this, I that, you better pray. Because those are the words that are used in corporate America. Even that they're trying to change that to be more of a team-oriented environment. When you hear someone, you know, I want this to be done this way, I want this to be done that way, you need to pray to the God of Abraham and the God of Jacob. Especially if it's in marriage. Amen. And the reason I'm saying that, I'm, I'm, I just want to share a very practical message with all of us. And especially most of us, from our background and where we are from, that a, a husband is building a house, a wife is building a house, and none of them are completed because they're all building one. The other one doesn't even know the left hand. But how shall you be successful? You could have finished one with the two money together. But what they don't realize is, oh, if he finishes, he's going to go to his nephews. But see, I'll tell you something. There are legal laws and there are spiritual laws. There are other laws. There are other laws. There are other laws. There are other laws that are more powerful than having a house that you may never be able to stay in. Yes. There are other laws. So what I'm sharing with us is that as we are in the Kodesh, let us have a heart of loyalty. Let us have a heart that will, that will allow us to partake in the blessings of the Kodesh. Amen. You see, it's like even having a friend. Like for instance, even like some of you are not married yet. This is, you see, see, like Paul said, this is not of the, uh, this is not from the Lord. This is my advice to you. That even in courtship, as the Reverend said, that you, so like your mind, let your mind, God, no, allow your mind to direct your heart. Allow your mind to direct your heart. And what do I mean by that? I'm just using what the, what the Father used. Was that you are so much into the, the fanfare that you forget that even wanting to find out about a person's family history, wanting to find out about the person's relationships, friends, that this young man have friends of his, of his type, I mean friends of the same sex. Or does this young lady have the friends of the same sex? And how many of them? How often does he or she spend time with their friends? Oh, it's just she has one friend. Our advice is that be careful with the men or women who say they only have one best friend. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Because I can tell you, even up to, I, have a, I mean, I have a lot of friends. Both close and not so close. 
But I'll give an example. Recently, my birthday, a friend of mine, we used to went to school together. We used to always pick on him. So your parents sent you to come to school to study. And every day from morning to night, we was watching Scarface. I can't say some of the lines in Scarface by the grace of God. <laughs> I can't say it here. So, on my birthday, he called me. Hey, Mo, what's up? <laughs> I was like, what's going on, Andy? So, he talks for a while. He's like, guess what? I'm going to be in town for, on business. He said, birthday, I just want to call you to wish you happy birthday. I just want to come so I can take you out to lunch. But what I'm saying to you is that Someone that I've known for years. We were, soft, we were sophomore in school. I mean, he brought back stories that I've forgotten. Like, oh my God. But what I'm trying to help you to understand is that old friends are important. The one who leaves old friend for new one is a disloyal person. Who, when new ones comes around, the old one has become an enemy. It's a very disloyal person. He or she is dangerous and you must watch out from them. Yeah, they are erratic. They are erratic. Yeah, because, I mean, for Andy, I mean, because I, we always used to pick on him as Andy. The prince of, I mean, he's a white guy. The prince of saying you to come. He took six years to finish an undergraduate degree. But what are the nicest guys you ever meet? I mean, Andy, I mean, it's like you cannot even have something against him. So the point I'm trying to share with us, amen. Yes. But one of the things, I talk, see, one of the things, I mean, I talked about erratic personalities, that the person who's erratic is very disloyal. And also, one of the things that causes disloyalty, even in marriage, is financial problems. When finances begin to be tight, you realize that the man or the wife who said that, you know, what's the word you say? In health, in, in sickness, in health, in, health, in riches, in, in poverty, the vows don't exist anymore. For better, for worse. Now, the whole thing has changed. It says that we have to be smart. You know, we have to use our mind. You have to use our mind. We have to be wise. Like they will say in some dialect, like you don't know tomorrow's, you don't know tomorrow. No, they don't know tomorrow. So you have to, you have to be wise. Yes, you have to be wise. Yes, the mind is not the pillow. Yes. So one of the reasons that people change is, 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 is money. So one of the, see, one of the reasons that people change is, is, is money. Money can cause someone to change. Oh, money... You see, money can also cause you enemies. Money can cause people who say they are friends to become your enemy. 
See, I tell my children all the time. I said, Chale, you by the grace of God, you have a roof over your head. You have food on the table. You have all by the grace of God, all you need. It would pay me if you guys don't do better than you and my, you, you, you don't do better than, you don't do better than my, your parents. You don't do better than us. And it would pain me if you don't focus on your school and, and become someone that you can, because what that does is that the pain of knowing that you could have done something and didn't do. And the pain of knowing that you had an opportunity and didn't take an advantage of it. But what people don't realize is that even their own financial woes are based on their own choices in life. And yet, but they become jealous and envious about others. When someone was sitting there and studying like someone like me, by the time I finished graduate school, I weighed 190 to 120 pounds. And I can tell you a story like me and myself and Dr. Mankwa, he would come, I, I, I used my graduate office to like maybe 3 a.m. And he would come and stay there to like 6 a.m. to study. So today, if you see him successful, you were chasing girls. You are wearing pimpinis. Yeah. You are doing jobs to, do, you know, to look cool. Like my wife would say, I saw you with one pants, one leather jacket, and a brown bag, which I still have. So I didn't, she said to me, she didn't know that I could even kiss a woman. Well, after three, after three children, go figure. Amen. Yeah. Yeah, because people, people are very nice until money comes in the middle. Until money comes in the middle. See, I'll tell you a story. A bunch of friends that I have, I won't mention their names, but young men, this was doing prior to the, the dot-com era. So my friends from, from my days at Accenture and they started to start their own company. They're in the early 20s. Instantly became millionaires. But one of the things that I realized about them is that they stay close. And they helped each other along. They helped each other along. They helped each other along. But, but in, in our culture, and guess what? They were not like our color. And they were not our color. I mean, there were Asians and Caucasians and Jews. But what I say to you is that if that was to happen to some of us in the group, that's what you see. That's what the, on the money surfaces, you see people's true colors. What have you done to be a partner in this? What have you done that you think you deserve a certain percentage? But for them, they realized that this was the beginning of many great things to come. Amen. Amen. So he, I mean, being loyal, 
You see, your character is so important. Your character is so much in line. Amen. Just a few more minutes and we'll close. Amen. Wow. Pastor David, you're saying all this, but why are the scriptures? Well, well, you can, you can open 1 Timothy 6.10, which tells us that, what, for the love of money is the root of all evil, which, while some converted after, they have erred from the faith and pierced themselves through with many sorrows. See, a lack of money can also can also cause you to make to say things like, I mean, can also cause you to, to be some way. I mean, a lack of money can cause you to be some way. When you've seen all your friends are doing well, and you are somehow not doing well, then there's a sense of envy, sense of jealousy. There's a sense, I mean, uh, listen to some, there's a sense of being critical. Oh, all these cars and homes, they're all loans. Who told, and so, who told you so? Who told you so? Yes, they're all loans. They're all this, they're all that. But even to get the loans, you need to have a certain to get a loan. Yeah, and, and because some people can even become, can even give someone a bad name. Oh, hmm, well, this guy is cocaine-less. Like they would say in, in local dialect, oh, in the cocaine, I'm mean that all they sell is cocaine. Yes. Yes. It's like there is no way of the person become doing well in life unless there are certain certain narcotics. Like a friend of mine in school, uh, who, who happens to to be Michelle's younger sister, Abna, she also said to us, Shelley, I'll tell you one thing, guys. <laughs> so to be myself, Dr. Banquart, Dr. Kabnan, and all the other doctors. I guess I was the only one who didn't go into medicine, but all of our doctors never had the grace of God. Amen. It's like, no, the, the bottom is very <laughs> tough. <laughs> so all you do, make sure you rise up. <laughs> so goes, and what she said, I mean, it has stuck my mind from, from my, yeah, I mean, I think I was either 19 or 20. Yeah, I, mean, I, mean, I mean, I'm a middle-aged man now. <laughs> it has stuck, and it's very true. At the bottom, there's a lot of envy. There's a lot of jealousy. There's a lot of, a lot of criticism. There's so much. So what you're saying, you know what? All your studies, try and rise up. Amen. Amen. Yeah, and you see, financial problems. I have one minute. And Ecclesiastes says that, see, greedy, greed, greed. It's also one of the things that shows the person, it tells us about the, the, the person's, I mean, character. See, 5.10 tells us there, he that loveth silver will never be satisfied with silver. Amen. Amen. No, he that loveth 
abundance with increase. This is also vanity. Amen. See, money makes people to become traders. Money can even make your spouse to become a trader. Didn't Judas start with Jesus? Because of what? 30 what? Shekels. That he betrayed him. So what I would say is don't let money become part of your relationships. Even in marriage. It's not even about giving. It's, it's just don't let money, don't let like the hidden of money and all those things. You think that you are gathering onto yourself to secure your future. But what you don't know, that since you have gathering for your future, gathering and putting some aside in a secret somewhere, and it's not even a Swiss bank account. And we still, don't, we still, we still haven't seen the change. And we still haven't seen the change. Haven't you read the scriptures that two have a good reward for their labor? That two have a good reward for their labor. Amen. Amen. One of the things that the reasons why people quarrel a lot in marriage is it's about money. That's one of the reasons that even marriages just dissolve. I would say that if you put 10 couples here who are no longer married, you will find out that at least 75% of them, the reason behind the, the, the dissolvement or dissolution, whatever, is how to do the, the root cause of it was money. It wasn't, I mean, I mean, it to do with being unfaithful or anything. It had to do with money. As for me, as for you, this man, you stay home. I'm, I'm working, I'm working, I'm working. When are you going to get up to go to work? Didn't you say that for better or for worse? And you, and you, and you took that communion wine and you drank it. And you, and you said to the man, Oh, you should drink more of it because you need the grace. <laughs> Amen. Yes, obviously, yes, you will need the grace. <laughs> Amen. Wow. Are you being blessed? Yes. But all that I want to say to us is that your, your character is very important. Your character is important to the Lord. Because he says that Abraham, I know him. Abraham, I know him. And our character is very, very important. Our character is very, very, it's, it's, I think it's much more important now that we are part of the Kodesh family. Because in the Kodesh family, there is a blessing in the Kodesh family. And we cannot allow our, the old men. We are new creatures now. We cannot allow the old men to become a hindrance for the blessings that comes of being part of Kodesh. We cannot allow it. And it's my prayer that as you have heard this message, that we begin to really look at our faithfulness. Our faithfulness irrespective of the fact that whether our senior pastor is here or not, 
that I have sweared that as for me in Tuesday service, unless it's canceled, I'm there. As for me in Sunday service, unless it's canceled, I'm there. Amen. And you'll be surprised that how the Lord will order your steps. How the Lord will cause certain things into your life. And you'll be surprised that even the work you do in the church, when you are committed to doing it, when you are committed to doing it, be surprised how the Lord blesses you. See, blessing is not just money. Don't be deceived. Blessing is long life. Blessing is peace. Blessing is joy. Blessing is, is, is proper children. Blessing is a good marriage. Blessing is, is a faithful man who can find. It's a faithful man who can find. Blessing is a good church. Blessing is his word. That you hear his word constantly. That is blessing. The, the money is a part to help us to live in this world. To take care of the things we need to do. So all I want to say to you tonight is that let us focus on building a character that draws blessings, that brings the blessings that is Nekodesh. So that our lives will not be the same. That our lives will be looked at as, wow, and don't we all earn the same income, but why is such a person so blessed? Your colleagues at work will wonder how she's so blessed. And they will see that, that even they, they, have the, they spend the 100%, but you have the 90%. And yet, and yet, you are, you, are, you are lending them money. It's because there's a blessing. Because David says in Psalm 122, I was glad when they said, let us go into the house of the Lord. God bless you. May the Lord be with you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Just something that I mean, I just want to say. See, don't let the person you are married to, their current state, cause you to do something that when the Lord blesses them, you wouldn't even be able to. You, 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 it's like you don't even it's like you don't have a way of even bring yourself close 
because of maybe perhaps the way you treated him or her when he or she was down. Because it's only the Lord that blesses. I'm, I'm telling you, you, you see, I can tell you, I have experienced the blessings of Jehovah. And, and I'm using my life as an example. I mean, whether you like it or not, I have the mic. <laughs> I have the mic. Yeah. And I, you, see, you see, me, I am real. At the end of the day, whether you are jealous or not, you know what? What the Lord has given me, you cannot touch it. When you try it, you are doing yourself harm. Because many have tried. And they, they didn't survive. Now, you go and read Psalm 112. Put Psalm 112. I know we are done. Put Psalm 112 on. Let me show you something. You see, you have to, you see, you have to be careful with people you deal with. Though. Psalm 112. You see, one day I was talking to my father. And he said, I want to give you this scripture. And this is the scripture of your life. It says, praise ye the Lord. Blessed is the man that fears the Lord, that he delighted greatly in his commandments. His seed shall be mighty upon the earth. The generation of the righteous shall be blessed. Continue. Wealth and riches shall be in his house, and his, righteous, and his righteousness endure forever. Unto the upright there ariseth in, in light, there arises light in the darkness. He is gracious and full of compassion and righteous. A good man showed favor and, and lent that he will guide his affairs of discretion. Continue. Oh, hurry up. I know we are Surely he shall not be moved forever. The righteous shall be, shall be in everlasting remembrance. He shall not be afraid of evil tidings. His heart is fixed, trusting the Lord. His heart is established. He shall not be afraid until he sees the desire upon his enemies. He have dispersed, he have given to the poor, his righteousness endureth forever. His horn shall be exalted with honor. The wicked shall see it and be grieved. And he shall gnash with his teeth and, and melt away. And the desire of the wicked shall perish. And this was I think it was my first message at, at Holy, Holy Spirit. So I was, I was like, I was like, you know, sometimes you're about to preach, but it's like you don't feel, it's like, let me call my father. And he said, this is the message for you. You read this and let this be here for the rest of your life and it shall come to pass. So all that I'm saying to you is that you don't need praise. I've been praying for people. So, Yes. So I'm saying that, so just because he or she, things are not the way it is now, but Charlie, you don't know. You don't know. You don't know. You don't know. Because as the Lord terreth, that person will arise. As it says, ariseth. That scripture says, ariseth. Amen. So God bless you. Did you bring your tithe for the Lord this evening? Thank you, Pastor Anna.
Father, in the name of your son, we thank you tonight. I thank you for Maria Liz, Lord. As she has obeyed your word and bringing the tenth that you have asked her, Lord. Father, multiply the 90%. Blessed, O oh God. May your word that you said that you, you deliver her from the devourer, O oh Lord. May every devourer that's devouring the 90%, Father, may it cease to exist, O oh Lord. Give her wisdom. Give her wisdom concerning what you have given her to take care of it, to manage it well. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. God bless you. Did you bring an offering for the Lord? Lift it up and let's pray over so we can be on our way out. Heavenly Father God, we thank you for an opportunity to bring a second offering. Bless it, receive it in Jesus' name, amen. We hope you've been blessed. For copies of this message or other such messages, please write to us at tapesandpublications at yahoo.com.